episode 11 of Sports Hacks, by the way. Hello, people. Um, I'm Damien. I'm with Josh. Hi, Josh. Hello. Um, we're going to talk about the Browns and the Indians. Sure. Yeah. All right. Um, so first of all, I, I, I have to say, I have to I want to get this out of the way up front. Um, I would like to apologize to Baker Mayfield um, in our last podcast back in September. Uh, I said that he needs to go. He's not good um, or whatever else I said. And I wouldn't say that things have completely changed, but he has changed my mind. Like, I think I've come around to the fact that not every quarterback in the NFL is going to be uh, Tom Brady and Peyton Manning or Joe Montana or whoever your you know all-time favorite Hall of Fame quarterback is. Mm-hmm. But Brady has been serviceable since September. And I think last night's game against the Ravens, he proved that. I think um, obviously he made a, a few mistakes, which, by the way, we all make mistakes at work every day. So that's life. Um, but I think he's played well, played well enough. And I'm not ready to say he's a franchise quarterback, but I will say he is the Kyle Bowler for the Browns. He's good enough. That's that's rude. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not, I don't know if I'm quite ready to issue the same apology, maybe because I was less harsh uh, than you were, but I mean, he's better than Kyle Bowler. I now now I'm gonna have to like pull up statistics and everything, but All right, Josh, I live on the eye test. Can we just go back to the eye test for a little bit here? Do we have to look at numbers for everything? Is this the Levitard show? Are you yeah. just, like are you Stugatz? No, yeah, uh, yeah. sure. I mean that matters, um, but he's still better than Kyle Bowler. No matter what, I'm not even. I'm gonna agree with you. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna go on the eye test and say he's better than Kyle Bowler. But here's here's what I think about Baker. And I kind of feel the same way as I did before. Um, although, you know, my view, I suppose, is softened a little bit since the last time we talked because he has he did play really well. He went five games without, four games without an interception, four or five, I don't know, a lot. Really good. Enough. Uh, I still don't know if in the modern era of competing for championships that he's there. But what I will say is it's evident that he's worked really hard, worked really hard to be a leader, worked really hard to be coachable, worked really hard to improve. Um, and you can see that. And he's played well. So I feel like I feel like we're in a purgatory with him. Um, I appreciate him. I think he's a a good quarterback. I'm happy that it's Baker Mayfield and not Case Keenum. Or you know some other middle of the road backup level type quarterback like Baker Mayfield's a starting quarterback in the NFL. I'm there. Um, what I don't want to mistakenly do is assume that that means um, that he's in the top tier elite level quarterback that you need to really get to a Super Bowl. And there aren't many of those. And I get it. Like you're not just going to draft one, you're not going to trade for one, you're, they're not going to grow on trees. So I'm, I'm not saying the Browns have to give Red a Baker, but at some point, like I don't want to conflate my rooting for him and being happy that he's improved and working hard with the fact that I really think he's the guy that gets any team, let alone this team, to the promised land. Does that make sense? No, it does. And and like I said, I don't, you know, I don't necessarily think he's you know the greatest quarterback in the world, but he. Like you said, he's serviceable with four games without an interception. You know, I don't know. I mean, I I, I did watch last night's game, believe it or not. Um, 
He did throw an interception last night. I don't know if that was his fault or whoever he was throwing to. I'm not going to that one. That would that one was his. I mean, okay. last night's was his totally. Okay. All right. And and it, like I said, people make mistakes at work every day. You know. Yeah. So I mean, he's going to throw interceptions. Tom Brady threw like six in three games. You know, earlier this year, like it happens. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's serviceable, and that's fine. The defense is atrocious. That's the problem, right? I mean, you you score forty two points, you think you're going to win a game in the NFL? Yeah, and you know, it's weird how this conversation happens. And maybe, maybe that's the case. Maybe even I think, oh, you know what? Yeah, I was wrong. Uh, you know, Baker is elite. Baker is the guy who can lead us. Maybe that happens if if the defense is better. I mean, it, like you said, it it is really really bad. Um, I just don't think so. But, and again, I'm, I'm on the fence. Like I'm in a purgatory with Baker Mayfield because there are a lot of things that he's worked really hard to improve and a lot of things he does well. So I feel like, you know, if I, I always end up playing the, the contrarian role in most of these conversations, I can talk about him with someone who loves him and talk about the bad things and with someone who hates him, you know, I can say, Hey, he did throw that interception last night and it was really a gigantic pain in the ass where it happened and it was his fault, but his season long um, interception rate is better than Tom Brady. It's better than Matt Ryan. It's better than Jared Goff. It's better than Lamar Jackson. It's better than Russell Wilson, who, you know, is a guy that a lot of people thought was going to be in the MVP race this year. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, he's really cut down on his mistakes and done a lot of really good things. So that's kind of where I am with him and it, and it sucks, but I just, as much as I'm not sure he's the guy, he's also not the big reason why um, they have the four losses they have, by the way, four losses. They're nine and four, which is a miracle with a secondary this bad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, that often, or I'm sorry, the running backs are great, which helps. And uh, I'm going to say it. I think the best thing that ever happened to this team was that Odell Beckham hasn't played. I know that's probably an unpopular opinion, but I think that that probably has enabled uh, Baker to play free, if that makes sense. Um, and they're playing well, Josh. I mean, there's really no there's really no explanation for it other than that. You know, I don't know how they put together 42 points yesterday. Um, I do think that they got screwed on uh, on the. Um, what was it? The intentional grounding at the end of the second half, or oh, second for quarter. Sure. Yeah, um, I I think that that is the that's I, I mean the interception is the game I guess, but I think that that sort of gave you know Baltimore the momentum yesterday, especially going into the third quarter when they got the ball. Um, but I think that they've played through most of their mistakes. You know, the Tennessee game was tighter than it should have been considering the score at halftime, but they found a way to win the game, and I guess at the end of the day, that's that's all that matters, right? So yeah, I mean it's a weird thing, and I'll kind of tackle tackle those issues as you said them. The, the first thing about the Odell, and I, I I wish I knew what that meant. Like I I wish I knew why um, Baker's been playing better without Odell in the lineup. I just don't know, and I don't want to pretend like I do. Like I don't want to speculate about uh, um, culture or whether he was demanding the ball. It, it seems like an easy thing to say that Odell was demanding the ball, so you know Baker was trying to force it to him. Um, and, and I guess that makes sense, but you know, frankly, that works 
all across the league all the time. Guys demand the ball and quarterbacks force it to them. And it, you know, turns out that people with that kind of talent end up being Hall of Fame caliber stars demanding the ball and getting it forced to them. So maybe that's true. But I, I couldn't tell you if it had any effect other than, you know, win loss record, the guys are playing better. I just wish I knew what it meant. Like, I'm not comfortable um, trying to speculate and trying to sound like I know what I'm talking about because I don't when it comes to why they're playing better with Odell um, or without Odell. You mean to tell me you're not going to act like all the other guys on Twitter and Instagram and Reddit or whatever who know exactly what's going on in Baker's head, even though they've never met the guy? No, yeah, I mean, f- frankly, and... Yes, that's true, and I I don't want to make it seem like oh man I'm better than those people for not doing that. It's it's totally selfless or selfish. The reason that I try not to talk about that stuff when I don't frankly know shit about it, it's because I I want people to believe me when I do know something about what I'm saying. <laughs> so I I try to cut down my use of the authoritative voice, the stuff that I have some sort of an idea about, so I don't have. A bad reputation so yeah it's totally selfish the reason i'm not gonna but but that's the reason anyway and i can talk about it with you here because you can have that kind of nuance in a conversation but for god's sakes twitter or facebook or wherever you're shit posting these people there's there's no room for any sort of um skillful debate there so anyway so you know we were talking about odell and i i got that off my chest now the the officiating last night i don't I don't think is the reason they lost, but it was very frustrating. The intentional grounding was very frustrating. The fact that Stefanski had to use a challenge uh, on a 15 man, <laughs> 15 defenders on the field penalty is really frustrating. There were some moments there um, that were really frustrating, but I want to focus on the good thing about those 42 points the Browns scored. Uh, no defensive touchdowns no special teams touchdowns no real short fields um i mean the browns scored 42 points legitimately just by playing good offense over and over and over again and you know there are some complaints about stefanski not running the ball enough which i kind of agree with i mean there are some complaints about baker and his bad decision making like i said that interception was totally on him um but they brown scored 42 points all on offense all with relatively long field drives. I mean, that was an impressive offensive output against a seasoned playoff competitor. So I'm not a moral victory guy. There are no moral victories. We got to, Browns have a game next week. That's what I'm going to think about. They lost to the Ravens. That sucks. I still think that there were enough uh, positives to take out of what the Browns did on offense last night to really look forward and appreciate the fact that I think they're going to have 11, they're going to finish season with 11 wins and make the playoffs. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't really necessarily see any negatives about last night's game other than, you know, the few mistakes, but it's pretty the def- rare. The, the, the secondary is brutally bad. Oh, yeah. I mean, the yeah, defense I'm, is awful. Y- yes, I'm sorry. I meant about the Browns offense. I'm sorry. Oh, I sure, yeah, yeah. I should have clarified that. Uh, yeah, the defense is, uh, the secondary is atrocious. I mean, I don't, I don't know what the solution is there other than maybe putting up tackling dummies and see if they can perform better. I mean, that guy who committed that defensive pass interference by simply running into the guy, I still oh don't know God. what what exactly 
happened there. Like he was the know. same guy who got beat by Mark Andrews on the on Lamar Jackson's like uh, you know after he had the cramps, his Paul Pierce moment. He came back and yeah, threw that long pass. That he's the same guy who got burnt there. I mean, look, those guys are amazing athletes. They're world class. They're better at everything physical than I ever will be. So you know, we'll take it with a grain of salt. Whatever I have to say, but you need different players there. I mean, there's there's no amount of coaching. Maybe some, maybe you can improve that, but you know, it just, they lost Del Pitt at the beginning of the season. Denzel Ward's been out. They were thin at those positions anyway, and they, they didn't sign anybody. They didn't trade anybody. They didn't really go out and get help there. And which is, I understand because the offensive line is great. They have a lot of really good skill positions. I mean, you can't fix every position in one off season. Um, but yeah, I mean, the secondary just got neglected. They didn't backfill. They didn't have a lot of depth. They didn't backfill after the injuries, and you just need new players there. I mean, you're not gonna, you're not gonna fix that with tackling dummies and and film room time. Right. What do the Browns do against the Giants? Oh God. I mean, they cover. I don't even know what the line is. I mean, yeah. th- that that shouldn't be that close. The Giants and the Jets games should not be close at all. I mean, I don't want to. Um, I think, and I have faith in Stefanski and that coaching staff to make sure the the Browns players aren't looking ahead. Um, but frankly, I mean, I don't, I'm looking to the Pittsburgh game week 17 as a fan. I think the players would be stupid to do so, but as a fan, I'm looking at the Pittsburgh game week 17. As a, as an aside, I think it's pretty, um, about Stefanski. I mean, obviously I don't know anything about the guy, but I think it's pretty, I don't really know what the word here is, um, that they were able to pass on him, you know, the year before for who was that Freddie Kitchens or whatever they had for a year. And oh then my God. they fired him and they pick up Stefanski and Stefanski seems like, you know, like where was this guy in 1999? You know, like it's pretty amazing to see them pass on a guy and go back to him, you know, the next year. And he's interested still, obviously, because, you know, it's the NFL, there's only so many of those jobs, but that mm-hmm. he's even still available and he's worked out uh, so well, you know, I don't. I know less about his. Um, I, I guess I've heard less about his like X's and O coaching ability. But what he's done as an accountable manager of the sideline, uh, whether it's creating culture, accountability among the coaches, trust from the team. I mean, it's it's all just being a manager, right? I mean. There, there are a million things that a head coach has to do, but outside of game planning and X's and O's stuff, most of it is um, being an honest, trustworthy manager. And you see it across the board in all professions. There are people who are great at that and people who aren't. Um, you, I'm sure you work with some who are great at that and work with some who aren't. So do I. We all have yep. those people in our lives. Um, but he has created the, the type of trust, uh, with his management of that sideline that I, I can't, it it would translate to any industry. He could, he could run the company I work for just based on the fact that he, he would create a trusting, accountable workplace and, and we would all bust our ass for him. And that's what the players are doing. Um, Anything else here? You went through the Browns or the Indians? Oh, we could talk about the Indians. I mean, the Browns are going to beat the Giants and the Jets by a combined, shit, I don't know, 75 to 10 or something. 
and then we play Pittsburgh week 17. 75 to 10, huh? Going, going all the way there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, why, what do the Giants and they, the Jets have? Why did they flex this game on to Sunday night if, if the Giants are this bad? The Browns are good. I, I think it's because the Browns are good. Okay. I, I thought maybe it's because the Giants were decent, but their whole division's terrible. Yes. Yeah. I mean, would people are going to be super hyped up to watch Daniel Jones? It's pro- yeah. probably just because uh, um, Al Michaels doesn't want to <laughs> doesn't want to go anywhere else. On a plane. Yeah. 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 That's probably not bad. Okay. So the Cleveland baseball team, are you excited for this change or not? Yeah. Of course. I I think I think in my old age I try to I've tried to stop using the word should. Uh, but I do think that we should be excited about a name change. And there are a couple of reasons why. But the first one, I think I'm the first guy in the world who said that sports are more than sports. You know, there are times in sports where you lean on the traditions and the relationships and you and you root for teams with your family and you your region and you go to parades and you hug and you and and you learn about resilience and you learn about how to be coached and you learn about how to coach and and work ethic and uh all those things that make sports more about life than sports all those things that cross over into the rest of your world um None of them change, no matter what you call the teams. It doesn't matter. So, you know, when people say it's just the team name, change it, or it's just the team name, don't change it. The fact of the matter is it's just the team name. So the the complaint about tradition, the complaint about what it means to your life, the, none of that changes. None of what makes sports more than sports is any different, no matter what you call them. Um, so then you're left with... Uh, Essentially, is it is a racist or not, right? It, right. Is Wahoo racist or not? Is the name the Indians racist or not? Uh, there are two types of there are two types of reasons that you fall back on for whether you believe a thing. The first one is facts, um, science. It's like the pandemic and the vaccine. There are facts. There are irrefutable truths based on math and research uh, that people either believe. Or they don't believe, and if you don't believe the facts, then eventually you fall prey to your ignorance, and that's just the way it works. Um, We should get vaccinated. The pandemic is real. We can argue about a million little things back and forth and what some of the numbers mean back and forth, but it it doesn't change the fact um, of what's going on with the virus and the pandemic. Those aren't opinions. Those are facts. Uh, Whether something is racist or not isn't science there's no um you know there's no dna that says something is happening there it's it's incumbent upon us to listen to people who have lived experiences with certain words certain actions certain institutions um and we have to decide whether they're good faith people we have to decide whether we trust them or believe them uh and, and then we have to take what they say and actually believe it. And I'm, I'm a white dude. I'm uh, straight. I have nice teeth, decent smile. I've lost a little weight, so I look okay again. Um, <laughs> I've, I've never been discriminated against. I don't, I don't know. So if someone says, um, 
the Indians, the name, the Cleveland Indians, that's racist. If someone says that to me, I can't compare my experience with that and say, nope, it isn't because I don't have any experience being discriminated against for anything. Mm -hmm. Like one time, a long, well, I was in my early twenties, I was in a club on the pretty far east side in Cleveland and, uh, I was trying to dance and someone crip walked me off the dance floor. That's as, that's as close as I've ever been to being discriminated against <laughs> for uh, <laughs> thinking that I should have been out there on that particular night. Uh, so I, I don't have any experience there. So when a lot of people, when people get together and say this is a racist thing and then other people get together and say this is not a racist, this is not racist, it's my job, it's incumbent on me, it's my responsibility as uh, a, a reasonable person without any experience in that to try to figure out who's acting in good faith in those arguments. And once I've made that consideration, I need to believe them and I need to give them voice and space uh, and, and stand up for that stuff the same way I would stand up for the science of the pandemic. And, Frankly, many of the people who are on the, uh, this is not racist, you should keep it, this is all just hand-wringing, panty-waist, liberal bullshit, Um, people who say that stuff are not acting in good faith. Those are also people who don't have the experience with those particular terms or those particular um, set discriminatory actions they're not native americans they're not people who've dealt with reserv- living on reservations they're not people who've dealt with the issues that um with the government whether it's uh whether it's the old west and and you know kicking indians off their land and putting them in reservations whether it's you know current issues and current laws that discriminate and make it make it harder for native americans indigenous americans to live and, and prosper the people who are making the arguments that Wahoo isn't racist and that the Indians isn't racist, they have as much experience with discrimination as I do. Right. Which is none. Uh, so you look at who is making those good faith arguments and you look at the people who have experience with, with what they're talking about and you believe them. And you ask them questions and you figure it out and you read a bunch of shit, but you, you believe them because... You've identified the people who know what they're talking about. And frankly, it's time to stand up and give those people voice. And that's what we're doing. Yeah, I mean, my thoughts aren't uh, nearly as in-depth as yours. I mean, that, that was really good. Um, but I will say this. I mean, I, you know, I made a post about this on Sunday. And as, as upset as I am about them changing the name, I completely understand it and I support it. Um, and it's time. You know, I mean, if you if 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 you're the Dolans or you own a business or, you know, anything like that, then the last thing that any business person wants is the name of their business to be associated with a group of people who may not want to frequent your business for any reason, if that makes sense. And if the if the hardest thing you have to do is change a name and endure a year of tour scrutiny about it, then you do it. And I understand the Indians have, you know, they've had that name for how long has it been, Josh? A hundred years? Something like uh, that. 115 maybe. I mean, a, a real long time. Yeah. yeah, 115 years. So I get it. We're, we, we're all entrenched in it. Um, honestly, this is, I mean, 
for different reasons, I think, you know, uh, Haslam should change the name of the Browns, you know, and I think, uh, and, and, and I don't think it's such a big deal that the Dolans are changing the name. I'm attached to the name. I'm a lifelong Indians fan. I get it. But at the end of the day, I support the team and I support the players, really the team more than the players. Um, and if they call it the Cleveland MacBook pros or whatever, I'll go to 40 games a year and I'll have a good time, you know, uh, because I like baseball and that's not really why I'm here. I'm not here for the Indians name. And yes, I'll miss chief Wahoo. And, but I understand about all the people who have problems with it. And so I can understand why the, why, why it's time to change the name. Yeah. There are a couple things. The first one is I'm fucking out on the MacBook pros. So, so I, I was going to be pretty open-minded about it, but you found the one that I'm, I'm out on. Um, the second thing is I, I do think it's important to note that there are a lot of people like you and me who will um, find it weird to not call them the Cleveland Indians. Like I'll miss it and not because I miss, not because I miss what it represents to native Americans, just because, I mean, it's what I've heard Tom Hamilton say for my entire life. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't think that people who are bummed about it necessarily are bad people or, or who, or they're those people who I was talking about in my, um, it, earlier where I said they were people of bad faith. Like, I don't think that, I, I don't think that's fair to characterize everyone who's going to kind of miss the Indian's name as, you know, racist or terrible. Um, but there comes a point where like, I'm bummed about a lot of stuff and it just happens. So, and this is another thing that's just going to happen. I mean, um, and what you brought up about, you know, from a business standpoint, why they wouldn't change their name sooner. Yeah. I don't, I, that, that to me is another reason to, to, to do it. And I can't believe it hadn't been done sooner. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, the speculation is of course that they're, you know, changing the name to get it ready to sell. And for some people that's, you know, they're, they'll be happy to see the Dolans go. You know, and if this is what it takes for them to get, you know, get them to sell the team, then so be it. You know, um, for other people, it's um, it's not so nuanced. You know, like, I mean, you know, you, you, you're from Olmstead Falls and, you know, I live in Cleveland and Berea merged with Mid Park. You know, they merged the two high schools a couple of years ago and they went from the uh, Berea Braves and the Mid Park Meteors to the Berea Mid Park Titans, Titans or whatever they are. Yeah. Yep. And it's it. And, and as a guy who referees basketball and goes to all these schools, like it's really hard for me to wrap my mind around that you're going to change the name of a school that's in the built, you know, that's in the same place that it's been for a hundred years or whatever, you know, but yeah. you, you, you get used to it. Right. I mean, it's, it's really weird to call them Berea mid park. First of all, I mean, that's kind of a weird thing to say. And, yeah, and you can't say gonna... BM because that's uh, it's not a great, <laughs> it's not a great nickname. <laughs> exactly. And, and mid park is in the, even a thing, you know, it's, it's a, it's a made up word, you know, so it, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so now we're mid-park combining was a real already, name with was, a, What's that? It was Middleburg Heights and Brook Park, right? Wasn't that yeah, already? Middleburg Heights and Brook Park, right. So we're going to make up a word, and then we're going to put it with a real word, and then we're just going to add We're going to change the name. Like, that's to me, that's still a cluster, you know? But but at some point, you get used to these things, and you you move on, you know? And it's it's okay, and it sucks for a little while. And there's a lot of Berea people who hold on to their Berea Brave stuff because they graduated 100 years ago from school. And so I get it. And there's a lot of us who are Indians fans that are going to, you know, where Chief Wahoo until they ban it like the Confederate flag. You know, it, it's just one of those things that you're just going to hold on to for as long as you can. But in the interim, they're going to change the name. They're probably going to change the colors. At least I hope they do. 
which isn't mm-hmm. it kind of ironic that they were called the Indians and their colors were red, white, and blue? Like, I don't, I don't know if anybody else ever noticed that irony, <laughs> but like, it's not like they were really free. You know, we kind of screwed that up for them too. Um, and we're going to have to adjust. We're going to move on, you know, and I don't really know why they're going to go another year with it. Um, well, that's maybe. a really, that's another stupid decision. Well, so I, I wonder if this is a Nike thing, like a uniform thing. I wonder if they just can't do uniforms in a year. Like I wonder if they, they have to give notice to get all the uniforms done and merchandising. That's the only thing I can come up with is that they have to, is that they can't just do it. But, but look, you, you can, you can do what Washington did, which is be the Cleveland baseball team for a year and replace Indians with Cleveland. And that's well, the they end don't, of it. Well, yeah, but they don't have Indians on their uniforms anyway. Uh, I think, don't some of them say Indians? No, I don't think so. I mean, maybe that, you know, off-white cream sickle. Well, if, if so if what? none of them, if none of the uniforms have the word Indians on them, then what the hell, then what the hell? I don't, I, I don't know. Well, what else do you have to change? Yeah, and I could be wrong about the uniforms. I just thought they all say Cleveland now. Oh, you might be right. I mean, I, I, I'm not a, a, a uniform guy, but yeah, if, right. if, if none of your uniforms... If really, honestly, if none of your uniforms say Indians and none of the hats say Indians, you've already got block C. Everything says Cleveland. What are you doing? You're changing signs. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'm looking. Actually, the the white homes do say Indians and the reds do say Indians. So I was wrong. But but just re- keep the same yeah. font. You don't have to change the brand at this point. Keep the same font, whatever it is. Just say Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it doesn't come without cost. Don't get me wrong. I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, it's easy, so it must be free, and you should be able to do it in a half an hour. But, but like, do it. I mean, Washington did it in a half hour. <laughs> I mean, right. I mean, they totally essentially did do it in a half hour. And as far as new names, I don't care, honestly. Yeah, I don't. Really as, as long as whatever they choose is, you know, the, the name and the logo is built around a good color scheme and the branding is cool and everything. That's all that matters. I, I like mean, the, the, New Jersey, the New Jersey Nets are like my favorite logo brand, you know, aesthetic in the NBA. And they're called the Nets. Like, come on, how stupid is that? So, I mean, you could, you could pretty much have anything as long as the colors and the logo and the brand is good. And you know what, Josh? People are going to complain about the name no matter what they call it. The new name. Oh, yeah. There's going to be 40% of the people that hate the name and think it's the worst idea ever. I mean, they could call it they could call it the Cleveland Browns baseball team, and people would hate it. You know, like people are just going to hate it no matter what. So, you know, do the little public due diligence that they have to do. And, you know, <coughs> excuse me, ask people what, you know, what they want. Um, by the way, that was not a COVID cough. That was just a regular cough, just so, you know, people don't think. Uh, well, I mean, we're not in the same room, so I don't really care, to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's Wow, thank you. Um, <laughs> Come on. Where, where the hell was I? Oh, about the name. Yeah, so, I mean, just, just like I said, just call it whatever you want, as long as it ties into something with the city or the region or the state. Yeah. It's fine. Like, mm-hmm. j- you could call it the Cleveland Coal Miners. I don't care. Whatever. Or, or Salt Miners or whatever that is under Lake Erie. Like, oh, yeah. just do it. You know, here's an, here's another thing, and this is quite possibly my only controversial opinion. I also don't care if it's music related. I'd be fine oh, with it. No, no, no. The the proper answer is it cannot be music related. Oh, well, okay, Mr. MacBook Pros. <laughs> if they come out with another guitar logo, I swear to God, I'm jumping off the Freddy Bridge. <laughs> well, 
don't do that because then we can't do podcasts anymore. Oh, that's true. That's true. All right, anything else? No, man. I got some stuff to talk about Indian salary and everything, but we'll do that next time. Yeah, I want to get into your fancy chart that you did. I didn't even do it. Dave did it. Dave Stenroos. Okay, well, then I want to talk about the fancy chart you and Dave did, or Dave did that you commissioned or whatever. I think that's how it went. I paid him $0 to do that. (laughs) Lovely. (laughs) Well done, Dave. (laughs) Well, I got to give somebody a shout out. Last time we talked, I said something about Hayden, and I don't think he ever listened. Uh, I think he did. I think he, I think he, I think he replied to us. Oh, well, on the nice. on on uh, on the Twitter. Mm, I should pay attention to people. That's okay. It's just just Twitter. It's okay. You're not missing much. Well, hey, look, my lunch is over, so okay, I'm gonna roll. Yeah. Okay. So that's Josh, and I'm Damien, and uh, we will talk to you guys again. Thanks. <laughs>